to uh, Inspired Radio, uh, and today's Friday, August the 7th, and uh, we're going to be presenting the Drive Time Show from uh, 3 to 6, so uh, hello everyone out there. Uh, I'm Andrew, and this is my crime uh, partner in crime, Steve. Hello everybody, how are we? Um, yeah, we're going to be presenting some new music, some classic tunes, and uh, just having a bit of random chats. Um, so let's talk a little bit about our background, because I think uh, for those that haven't seen us or heard us this past week or so, um, we've been sort of doing some guest spots on uh, the Rusty and Dusty and, and shows like that. Um, so but we're basically a couple of guys from uh, The Rock Pit, uh, the media publication uh, that basically just reports on uh, on all things music related. Uh, they're basically the equivalent of, uh, you know, an online magazine. Um, and, you know, we've been invested in the music for such a long time. It's uh, it's great to be on Inspire Radio. So um, how are you feeling about uh, doing your, I guess it's your first show, yeah? It is. Yeah? It is, everyone. Um, so it's a real honour to be here. And, uh, yeah, thank you for the opportunity, Inspire Radio. Um, yeah, my background, similar to Andrew, is um, invested in um, music, mainly heavy, but I do diversify, so don't be too scared, everyone. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be playing anything too heavy today. <laughs> no. But, um, so what's your, your background outside of music? What do you do for, uh, for a day job? Um, I actually work for Rocky Bay, uh, which is one of WA's largest disability uh, um, providers. Um yeah, it's and I work in administration. I work with a great team, so shout out to them um, at the covert office if you're listening. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed. I've been there six years, and um, here's to many more. Cool. So, how did you actually get into that initially? Um, well, just uh, actually knocked on their door and said, "I'm I'm here. I I have a passion for speaking with people, mm. uh, and um, I want to get into the administration side and." I've been to the various sites uh, that we have um, throughout the metro area, and um, yeah, they they gave me a shot and said, "Here, here you are." And uh, been there since uh, January twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Wow. So, yeah. and uh, how have you um have you been affected by any of the, the COVID stuff at all, or have you been uh, still working? Or? Still been working. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been lucky enough that um I've been able to to go on site. Um, but yeah, it's obviously been tricky for everyone out there. Mm. Uh, hats off to the front line, uh, doctors, nurses, absolutely, yeah, ambulance people, um, yeah, big big ups for you guys. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've been pretty lucky over here in Perth, I guess, in, in WA in particular, because um, being isolated, you know, we, there's advantages and disadvantages through all that stuff, you know. But totally. um, you know, uh, just on the music sort of, th- you know, sort of things, um, you know, we've been sort of getting live music back again and stuff, you know. So. Um, when was the last time you saw a live show? Oh, gosh. Uh, December last year. Oh, uh, last year. Okay. It was one of the big scary bands. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thy is Murder. Um, yeah. I'm absolutely hanging out for a gig. Just yeah. the, the live feel, the buzz, the adrenaline. Um, yeah, really looking forward to getting back out there. I'm just, like you said, we're in one of the fortunate spots at the moment. Yeah. And I hope it continues. Yeah, definitely. No, it's uh, it's good to um, to be in Perth at this, uh, this time, you know, and... Um, you know, everyone's trying to stay as positive as possible, which is really the key to, um, 
you know, the key to being happy and all that stuff, you know. So, For um, sure. so how is the? Uh, I know the weather's looking a bit rough out, but we're actually pretty warm in in the studio at the moment. We are. So. I had to take my jacket off a little earlier. <laughs> I was starting to do the slow roast. Is it? Is it what is it? August? It's like, it's like we're sweating out here. I know. know so. It's cold outside and warm as toast in here. Yeah, I know. No, it's good though. You know, it's, it's nice to get out of the cold a bit. So, it but it has sort of stepped up a little bit with the cold weather. I noticed, like the last couple of maybe oh. the last week or so, it was like, whoa, this is a bit colder than normal. You know? For sure. For sure. Uh, what do you What do you like? Do you like the heat or do you like the cold? Oh, look, uh, I I thrive better. I'm a I'm a uh, warm blooded creature. <laughs> 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 so, um, but uh, yeah, an interesting little fact here: uh, Tasmania uh, recorded their coldest day ever today. Wait, wait, really? Today? Today? How cold is it? Today? Um, oh, it was like minus fourteen or something. Wow. Crazy. Minus they, 14. Yeah, something they, don't, like they don't get any snow there, though, do they? Not they do. They, they do, do in Tasmania? Yes, absolutely. Wow. Have you been there? 100%. No, my parents live there in a little place called Scottsdale. Oh, wow. Um, Is that where near Hobart or anything? Um, or? No, it's it's quite a way away. Okay. Um, they had some farm fa- uh, farming land out there. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, that they, they couldn't handle it after a while themselves, <laughs> so they, they bailed. Yeah, I've uh, I've never been to Tasmania. I've been almost everywhere in Australia except for like Tasmania and Northern Territory. About the two places that I haven't been to. So I'd love to go to Tasmania though. Mm, you've definitely. Been, so you've been there, right? No, or? unfortunately not. Not just yet. No. Oh, wow. um, um, I uh, long story, but no, I, I didn't end up making it. Yeah. But uh, I definitely hope to make it out there. Yeah, definitely. At yeah. some point, and it's meant to be beautiful. And um, yeah, looking forward to. So getting getting there someday. Well, once the uh, the travel starts opening up again, which um, at this stage is probably not going to be for a while, mm. but um, yeah, that's your chance to get out there, I guess, when the uh, the travel starts opening up for again. For sure. All right, cool. All right, um, let's take a short break now and get some more music playing. Uh, we're going to stay on the classic rock side of things for now. Uh, this is a bit of sweet emotion for you. That's uh, The Angels uh, with a classic track, Am I Ever Gonna See Your Face Again? Um, you ever possibly seen them? Not. Huh? <laughs> <So> possibly not. Possibly <laughs> not. Have you ever seen them live? No, I can't say I have, unfortunately. Um, rest in peace, Doc Neeson. Yeah, of course. We've never, uh, I've never seen them live either, but I have no. uh, spoken to uh, Rick Brewster uh, a couple of years ago. Um, okay. Bit of a gruff guy, but a nice guy as well at the same time, you know? Yep. As long as you ask the right questions, he'll answer them. Yep. So, yeah. yeah but pick your, pick your uh, questions very very carefully. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I kind of know enough about the angels to have a bit of a conversation with him, you know. Cool. So, but, um, yeah, that, I mean, that's one of the cool things we get to do on The Rock Pit is we get to interview so many great, you know, um, people, like artists and musicians and stuff, you know. So uh, Look, uh, I think we're both equally as passionate and the yeah. artists even more so. And, uh, yeah, we're in a very fortunate position that we can – I can basically tick off most of my bucket list. Yeah, I mean, my bucket list is getting shorter and shorter as we <laughs> speak, actually. So slowly getting through the, all the ones that I want to speak to. Speaking of bucket lists. Birthdays. Birthdays. Yes. Well, so, okay, so both of us have celebrated our birthdays just this last uh, couple of weeks. You had your one on, uh, what was it, July? July 27th. 27th. Uh, so the big 4-0. Big, the big 4-0. Man, how does it feel to be 40? <sighs> Look, I tell you what. So I have no idea what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, that's not what I hear. <laughs> I'm going to need 21 and some change, so you know. A little so, bit of change. Yeah, a little come bit on. of change, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I'm... Um, um, yeah. yeah, so how does it feel? Like, oh, you know, I feel like I'm in the prime of my life, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I mean, some uh, people freak out about getting older, but it's, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of, really. No. You, you, you Just a number. 
it is just a number, but you also have this wealth of experience and knowledge that you didn't know when you were 20. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Look, if I can have the knowledge that I well, have now compared to when I was 20, I feel like it uh, feels like light, light years apart. Yeah. But that's part of growing, I guess, and learning. I mean, there's so many people that say, oh, I wish they were, they were 20 again, but mm. I wouldn't. No, no. Uh, what no. were you doing when you were 20? What were you up to at that time? Uh, do you really want to know? Yeah, I do really <laughs> want to know, yeah. <laughs> Is it radio friendly? Oh, yeah, it's, it's radio friendly. <laughs> Look, lots of gigs, booze, yeah. girls. Typi- it's a, a typical, typical 20s lifestyle. Ty- typical 20s. Look. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I kind of chilled out a little bit, and now I just go home for my Milo. Only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what were you doing at the time? Were you studying, working? What were you doing? Um, yeah, um, I was, um, let's see, 21. Um, I was actually working in a solicitor's office. Oh, okay. Believe it or not, uh, oh. up in Caratha. Um, oh, Caratha? It was oh, in wow. Caratha, yep. What's it like up there? Never been up there. Oh, look, beautiful place. Uh, shout out to the Pilbara. Um, of Western Australia, yep. and uh, yeah, great, great time. Um, plenty of house parties, <laughs> T- <laughs> typical stuff, you know. People there are like very sort of party like, are they? Oh, or? very much. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, look, just very friendly. They take you on face value, mm. um, and I found that to be refreshing. Yeah, um, they didn't really look at because um, for those playing along at home, I get around on elbow crutches. I have cere- cerebral palsy, but mm. um, yeah, people just took me on face value, uh, yeah. and and that's all I ever asked and wanted, yeah. and so they did, and and yeah, great time up there, and uh, wouldn't have traded it for all the gold in the world. Oh, cool, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like we said before, you know, it's one of those experiences that you can sort of look back now, twenty years later, and sort of. Um, with, uh, I guess, you know, however you want to take it, whether it was a good mm. experience, bad experience, or whatever it was, you know, it was a learning experience for one sure. way or another. For sure. So what did you end up doing for your 40th, 40th birthday then? Um, well, got a bunch of my crew together. Um, shout out to you guys. Uh, you know who you are. Um, went to the Sail and Anchor. And oh, in Fremantle. In Fremantle. Oh, yeah. and good had, place. Had a few beverages, shall we say. <laughs> more uh, than a few. More than a couple. <laughs> um, woke up pretty rusty the next morning. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, my lovely partner, Rachel, hello. Uh, she uh, booked us into the Esplanade in, in Fremantle. So that was really, really great. Cool. And uh, yeah, continued the festivities on from there and uh, went out for lunch and yeah. Yes, yeah, had a great time. Well, I mean, that's what you know. Your fortieth is a big deal, you know. There's like there's milestones in your life, like your twenty-one, your thirtieth, and your fortieth. Um, would you say this was the best, or have you had better milestones? You reckon? Oh, or? look, my thirtieth was something to to behold. Yeah, <laughs> I had uh, over a hundred people in, in my backyard. Oh wow! At the time, yeah. um, a bigger older block in uh, Westminster. Okay, and I uh, yeah, had a massive party. Yeah, sadly, I was the most sober at the party. <laughs> anyway, that's another story. <laughs> Everyone else drank all the beer, did correct, they? Correct, correct. <laughs> uh, I felt a bit left out, to be honest. I think I made up for lost time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, it's good that you uh, enjoyed yourself then, you know. For so, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, I had my birthday on uh, Wednesday. Yep. And um, just another birthday, uh, really. Um, just went out for a few drinks. And uh, I'm actually going to a gig t- later tonight, actually. Uh, awesome. Who are you going to see? A band called Electric State. They're a um, local band here in Perth. Uh, sort of more on the sort of Soundgarden, Nirvana-ish sort of sound, if you okay, like that cool. bit of grunge rock. Yep. Um, so they're doing a video launch tonight uh, at Amplifier Bar. So if anyone wants to come down and say hi to me, uh, I'll be hanging around and, uh, yep. you know. Or buy you a soda water. Yeah, soda water or, you know. <laughs> Something um, a bit heavier. 
Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's cool to, um, you know, to celebrate those milestones because I think sometimes people get a bit sort of um, whatever, down and on the birthdays as they get older, but I know it's uh, you got to feel really lucky to be alive because it is a very um, you know unique experience to be living in in this sort of time, especially now what's going on, you know. So For sure, I mean every day is a bonus. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, cool. Let's uh, let's play a track and um, we'll come back a little bit later when um, we'll start continuing on the what do you call it? Shooting the gum or chewing the gum? Yeah, what do you call chewing it? the fat? Like yeah. Chewing the fat. All right, cool. No worries. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. We're open and we're here to help you. Call us on 9419 4242 or search Bendigo Bank Quinana. You are listening to Inspire Radio and uh, today is the end of the week, Friday. Um, right, into, right into the weekend. Um, what do you got uh, planned for the weekend? Anything? Uh, catching up with my cousin on Sunday oh, yeah? at a uh, local brewery uh, in Bell Divers. Oh, uh, cool. It's White Lakes. I've never been there. So. Bell Divers, that's south, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever been down that area. Um, yeah. So similar to Rockingham, I'd imagine. Oh, that. yeah. 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 It's just you know Rockingham pretty well, yeah? I, I do. I live, yeah. in, I live in that area. So, yep. um, yeah. Um, so looking to do that and uh, otherwise... Relax with my lady and, uh, yeah, go from there. Um, might take a trip into the city tomorrow. We'll just see. Oh, yeah. See how the weather goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Everything's all depending on the weather, I suppose, it's isn't it? This time of year. Yeah. Can't really plan it too much. I <laughs> actually like the cold. Like, I this kind of like uh, – the rain I can sort of, you know, give or take, but the cold I kind of prefer. It's sort of my element. Um, just because I, I always argue that the best – like, you can, you can warm up – when it's cold, but mm. when it's hot, there's not much you can do really to cool down unless you're no. in air conditioning, you know. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So you were you were, we were talking off the air about um some of our favorite music films. Mm. Um. Now I just recently saw a film. I know it's a bit of an old one now, but there's this movie uh, that came out back in '93, I think it was called Private Parts, and. Uh, oh, yep. This guy named Howard Stern is a uh, probably one of the most famous um, shock jocks in the U.S. and yep. um. Um, you know, if you if you know people like the the Kyle Sandilands and all those kind of people, um, Howard Stern like had everything on those guys. Like, and he was doing it before everyone else was doing it as well. So he was the originator. A, yeah, basically as a pioneer in, in radio. And uh, so I was watching it the other night, and because um, we were obviously having to do this, you know, this show, and like uh, kind of inspired me to sort of, you know, you know, I wonder how other people got into radio and stuff like that. And um, he wasn't mo- really focused on music, though. He was more into the just having a chat and conversation and and things like that, you know. And mm. um, yeah, I just it was a great film. I loved it. But um, just on that topic, though, like some music films that's been out there, have been a few over the years. Anything that's come to mind that's been really um, one of your favorites at all? Well, you and I were talking about it on the way over here. Um, Lemmy, um, mm. for those. Yeah, who I haven't seen it, um, highly recommend it. Uh, what was the name of that? Was it Just Lemmy? Yeah, or? Just Lemmy. Just Lemmy. Uh, yeah. I mean, doesn't really need much more of an introduction than that. Well, for those that don't know, Lemmy Kilmeister from Motorhead, um, yeah, absolute true. legend, uh, the god of metal, the god of hard rock, um, the guy that really inspired so many bands. Um, the guy that kept everything louder than everybody else. Yeah, he was. He came and played a show here, I think it was at Challenge Stadium years ago. And people were saying that it was just one of the loudest shows I'd ever been to. I was fortunate enough to see uh, Motley Crue and Motorhead 
um, back to back. Is that the same? When was this? Uh, 2005. Oh, yeah, that would have been probably it the one then. Was yeah. the Bl- Blackjack Tour, I think it was called. So was that the Challenge, Challenge Stadium? Uh, no, it was, oh God, uh, don't shoot me people. I think it was Claremont <laughs> Showgrounds. Okay, all right. I think way, way back. And yeah. uh, I do remember a guy standing behind me saying, someone wheel out the oxygen tanks. And uh, for, because, who? Oh, for for Lemmy, oh right, and okay. then he, he played, and someone stood behind him and said, "Now who needs the oxygen tanks?" Because <laughs> <laughs> he just blew everybody apart. Yeah, <laughs> he was a unique character, and just such a even the way he played bass was unique. Uh, the way he held his, his himself with the mic and like everything sure. about him was just you know. Um, Everything was just Lemmy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and Motorhead. Pretty sad that he uh, died, was it 2016 or 15? Uh, 15. 15, uh, yeah. I believe it was Boxing Day. Yeah, the, his hard living life uh, finally caught up to him. But, man, he went all the way to the very end, you know. Um, for anyone that's interested, I read a, a, a book um, called White Mind Fever. It was actually about Lemmy. Okay. So highly recommended. Who if wrote you, that? Oh, I cannot remember. I was given it many years ago as a gift. Mm. And a uh, fantastic book, um, sort of similar to The Dirt, um, okay. if you remember that one, uh, the Motley Crue uh, book. Yeah, I uh, read the book and I've seen the movie. The same. movie came out, uh, was it last year or something? Ma- yes, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, what'd you, what did you think of that one? Oh, uh, look. <laughs> hit and miss kind of. Hit, hit yeah. and miss. It, yeah. was, it was okay. But the book the book certainly uh, covered all things Motley Crue. As with most films that have been translated from a book, um, yeah, certainly the book I think was more in-depth, I guess. For sure. I think the film kind of... Um, Brushed over. Yeah, it just went too quick. Like, it should have been done in maybe several parts or something like that maybe, but... Um, Miniseries. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's a good introduction for younger kids to find out who this band... Although that film probably wasn't for, for kids, though, I would imagine. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't put it on for my young fella. No, but I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe teenagers or something, you know, yeah. but... Um, yeah, I mean, I was a fan of Motley Crue back in the day, and I still kind of am. I like some of the... Um, uh, like the that's there's one particular album I wanted to play a song from one this album actually but maybe next time maybe on uh, when we're next on whatever but mm-hmm. they released a self titled album in '94 with uh, um, John Karabi on vocals the one album yep. that they did without Vince Neil wow. and um, and people even the loyal like hardcore Motley Crue fans will say that's one of the best Motley Crue fa- uh, albums ever right. and it was without Vince Neil hey so, well. There you go. It was probably the heaviest album they did as well. It kind of came out during the middle of that grunge sort of period. So I think it's, it seemed like they were trying to get a little bit of that sort of, you know, crowd, you know. So. Sure. If, if memory serves me correctly, I think you um, interviewed him? Uh, John Karate, yeah. I Karabai? actually met I get Not only did I interview him, I met him and got to hang out with him. I had a few drinks with him. I had a... Uh, wow. I had a, what do they call the um, Meet and greet. tequila uh, oh. tequila cocktails okay. with the sh- with the salt around the glass and the, what okay. do they call those oh. things? I can't remember the name of them. I, I was I was drinking with him and uh, Dizzy Reed from Guns N' Roses. Wow, just these like cocktails with them. It was like it was just in Sydney at a Harley Davidson uh, bike store, and they had a private party for just like music industry people and stuff like that. So we got invited. Nice. And we were hanging out with, like, the Dead Daisies and uh, all these guys from the Guns N' Roses and stuff. It was just uh, amazing. So, yep. um, yeah. One for the books? One for the books, definitely. But, yeah, John Krabby is just one of the most down-to-earth, nicest guys in the world. It was kind of sad that he kind of got treated a little bit, uh, whatever, what during his short time in Motley Crue, which sure. was shown in the film, uh, surprisingly, actually. He had a short cameo appearance. Not himself, but whoever was playing his character, you yeah. know. So, sure. um 
Yeah, it was a great album. But um, yeah, any any other films like Spinal Tap's always a go to one. Spinal Tap, <laughs> that, that, that was my go to. Yeah. So I mean, that, that gets lambasted and whatever. But it, look, it's a cult classic. And uh, I actually watched that uh, a couple of months ago during the sort of peak of the COVID thing. I sat and watched Spinal Tap again after such a long time after seeing it. Um, yeah, it's 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 held up pretty well. Oh, it has. Yeah, it has. Like you know, it, it is what it is. But for its for his time and vintage, it was it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Sort of during there. When was that done? In the eighties or in the seventies? Oh, I think it was in the eighties. Eighties, I, I believe. Yeah, the, pu- um, the purists out there will be shooting us now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sitting there looking, at, you know, like facts and stuff like that all day, you know. Yeah, so, of course. All right, cool. Let's. Um, well, speaking of the nineties, actually, let's get into a little bit of uh, the nineties type stuff. We're going to play a little bit of uh, Pearl Jam for you. Awesome. For the community, Inspire Radio. Rose Tattoo there, some classic Angry Anderson. Uh, awesome. That's someone that we have talked to a few times over the years as well at the Rock Pit. What's he like as a uh, I, per- I personally haven't spoken to him, oh. but I know people who have. And okay. uh, he's a yeah, very nice guy. Very awesome. nice guy. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, so for those that are just tuning in, uh, here we are at Aspire, Inspired Radio. And um, myself, Andrew, and my partner here, uh, Steve, uh, are from uh, a media publication called The Rock Pit, and uh, where we just uh, basically report and interview and review uh, music from uh, Perth, Australia, and worldwide as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we're very excited to be part of the Inspire Radio team, actually, because um, I think, you know, despite all the, the advances in technology with digital platforms and things like that, um, you know, there's still something very cool about the radio side of things, you know? Absolutely. I, d- I don't think it's ever going to be an art form that's going to uh, die out, per se. No. It'll evolve, but I don't think it will ever die out. And bands in particular still, like, when you play one of their tracks um, or if they come into the studio to do something, you're like, it's still, like, a very cool thing. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. Um, it's, uh, yeah, the stigma hasn't sort of disappeared. It's it's very, very cool to see still. Definitely. Um, and um, I hope that it gets passed on for generations to come. Definitely. To but with the technology, though, what do you, I mean, do you embrace technology? You know, knowing that you're now hitting your 40s, uh, are you one of the old guys where you sort of like, nah, I don't do that Netflix and Spotify and all that stuff? Or? Oh, look, I think I've evolved with time. I mean, I'd, I'd cringed probably uh, guesstimate how much I've spent on CDs over the years. Mm, yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, whereas today it's at the click of a button, as we know, with Spotify and all the other platforms that are out and about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I look, I've embraced it, I guess, to a point. Mm. I still do like, um, collecting, uh, but I mean CDs now is kind of a it's a it's a dying, dying thing. It mm. is, and it's become more of a collector's item than it is an actual thing to play. Because I mean, I personally don't even play CDs anymore. Nope, I've um, got I've got cabinets full exactly myself, yeah. and they're just they're just collecting dust now. <laughs> but I still go in like I was at the shop the other day, and I bought um like a couple of albums that you know I'd be meaning to get, you know, and I just wow. haven't got around. And I you know I still buy them. So. That's something I haven't done for a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess, but you never got into vinyl though, or just CDs. Oh, look, I was lucky enough. Um, I got Pantera Live One Hundred and One on vinyl, and oh, wow. it sounded fantastic. So you got a record fantastic. Uh, borrowed a friend's <laughs> <laughs> and he had a pretty awesome amplifier set up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I whacked that on and, well, Dimebag and the crew sounded yeah. just mint. They, um, yeah, people say the vital sounds better, but um, I don't know. 
It, it, it probably Don't does, know. but like, because it's an analog and all that stuff. But um, CDs are a, got a cleaner sound. Definitely. And that's kind of what you want from recordings is a cleaner sound. You don't want all that sort of extra noise and stuff, you know, but. Or the extra you know. hullabaloo. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll touch, we were talking before um, about music films and stuff. There's actually one that's not really a music film per se, but it did have music as part of the storyline, and that's Bill and Ted's. Um, Excellent Adventure, and then there was the other one, Bogus Adventure, Bogus or whatever Adventure, it was. Yeah, and then we've got another one coming. Another out. one coming out later this year. Hooray! <laughs> uh, I was a fan of that. I mean, I watched that when I was a kid. You know, when I was younger, and um, it's it, because it's coming back now. It seems like there's a whole thing. F- like everyone's very excited to see Revival. a new level. It is, yeah. And like, I saw a picture, a recent picture of uh, Keanu Reeves and um, Alex Winter. I think the other yes. guy's name is. Yep. Keanu Reeves obviously hasn't aged much over the years. Like everyone keeps raving on about how. Alex Winter has not aged at all either. I know. Uh, I What's going on I there? Don't, I don't know what water they're drinking, but whatever they're drinking, I would like some. Jeez. That's, that's a, it's weird how some... like I, I feel that people don't age the same as they used to. Have uh, you noticed that? Yeah. People I, look younger. I've, like, got, I've got to say, um, when I saw Alex Winter in particular... Did you see him in person? Yeah. No, as in... Uh, sorry, oh. sorry, I'm on TV. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that clever. <laughs> no. But, um, no, you're right. Uh, whereas I think because Keanu's still doing his John Wick thing, yeah, um, he's kind of been a little more in the public eye. Yeah, true. I mean, I don't know anything outside of those movies that Alex Winter has been in that I've seen. No, um, it's like he's been in ho- on hiatus and they've kind of... Pulled, it, pulled him out again. Yeah, well, and it does happen with some actors. They kind of get typecast into a particular, you know, role or whatever, and Keanu was able to, to get out of that and sort of – because after that he was like, what did he do that was really – like Speed? Speed, and the Speed series, and then – There was yeah, another one he and did. And more recently. Oh, Matrix and all that Matrix, stuff. Matrix, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. of course, he – He's blowing things up with the whole John Wick. He's also a musician as well. He plays a guitar in a band called Dogstar, I believe. Yes. Um, sort of a grungy sort of rock band. I don't know if he yep. still does that band, but he was doing that for uh, during the whole Matrix stuff and everything. He was doing that band. Um, yep. You heard any of that stuff at all? Can't say I have, but I mean, I know, I know it does exist. Yeah, he does seem he, he does come across as a bit of a musician type. Like he looks a bit like sort of a, a like a rocker type, you know, yeah. sort of guy. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was watching a video on YouTube, weirdly enough. Um, I don't know why it popped up. You know, when you're watching stuff and on the side is like, in, you know, related or whatever it was. Mm. And there was this video of like, you know, one of those sort of TMZ type videos oh, yeah. where they're sort of like, you know, um, trying to, you know, paparazzi and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so there was one video where Keanu Reeves was at the airport mm. and he was just um, trying to board his, like he was checking in his luggage and then sort of, you know, going into check-in to, you know, board the plane and, the paparazzi were just following him everywhere and just, like, they wouldn't leave the guy alone. But you know, the amazing part was he stopped for every fan because I think I saw he does. that same video. And he, he stopped does. for every fan, yeah. made sure they got a photo, got an autograph, yeah. got whatever that they wanted. But all and he wants to do is just board the plane, though. Like, you know, hey, like, <laughs> like, leave me alone. Let me get on my private jet. <laughs> but that's the thing. He doesn't take a pro- – well, he probably has, but, like, in the ones that I've seen on those videos, like, he was just on a commercial flight. Yep. Well, I mean, I've also heard stories of him taking public transport, heaven forbid. Yeah. And, I mean, just down to earth, just sitting with Joe Public. Yeah. You know? And I I look, hats off to him. Yeah, Uh, he's a very – he seems to be be a very cool sort of down-to-earth type of guy, you know? For Um, sure. Yeah. No limos for this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Oh well, the the movies that are coming out, I haven't really taken note, much notice outside of the Bill and Ted one that's coming out. Um, but you were mentioning just off the air about how you were pretty keen to go see. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, the new Top Gun movie or something? Yeah, Ma- um, Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, Look, yeah. People are going to lambast me here and say what you will about Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise, but but. You know, growing up as a kid, I don't know about anyone else out there, but for me, Top Gun really ticked all the boxes in yeah. terms of action, in terms of, well, cinematography. Yeah. Not that I knew what that was as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but looking back at it, it was pretty cool for its time. And um, Have you watched it, like, recently? Like, oh, yeah, just yeah. to refresh the old, do the you old find, memory. Do you find when you go back to old movies that you saw as a kid, do you find that you, you like it more or do you go, oh, I can't believe I actually liked that as a kid? Oh, look, uh, for me, the movies that I like, um, Flight of the Navigator, if anyone remembers that one. I remember, I don't think I've seen it. Harry and the Hendersons. I remember the, that one, yeah. They'll always have a, like, uh, I guess, n- nostalgic place with me. Yeah. So I can't really say there's anything that I go, oh, God, did I really watch that? Yeah. Um, the only one that I kind of go back, and it's not really movie-related, I guess, is Fraggle Rock. I don't know if you remember Fraggle oh, what's Rock. what's that? Oh, it was like a kid's show. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and I look at it now, and I'm like, geez, what, <laughs> what, what the hell's going on there? <laughs> when I was a kid, um, cartoon-wise, I was watching, um, do you remember Voltron? I do. Yeah, I, I do. don't know if that's a really big. big like, I don't think any kid now would knows even know what Voltron God, no. is. But uh, that was I was huge into Voltron when I was like, well, my son's five and a half now, mm. so that was about the time I got into it. Yeah. Um, yeah so it was interesting. You know, uh, I don't even know how like what Voltron is, like how I got into that or anything. But it was like Transformers type stuff, I guess. You know. Yeah. Hey, just quickly, um, I saw yesterday that uh, Ren and Stimpy's getting a, a revival re- oh, really? reboot. So I don't know how that's going to go. You know what's funny about that? I was watching, there was something on popped up on TV the other day, um, uh, Spongebob. Oh. Now, I feel that Spongebob is kind of what Ren and Stimpy was doing back in the 90s. Absolutely. It yes. looks the same, has the same kind of humour, yep. but Spongebob seems to be more geared towards younger children, but it seems very adult at the same time. I know. And and uh, and same could be said for, like, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Be- well, <laughs> yeah, Beavis and Butthead. Well, you know, two metalheads or, you know, whatever, just, you know, sitting there on the couch watching back when MTV was all about music, obviously, yep. you know. Um, I think they were trying to bring that back again, weren't they, or something? I heard I something about trying to bring the, the, the show again. Or? Can't remember hearing that one. I mean, obviously, I hope they do. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'll be the first to put my hand up. <laughs> I forget the name of the guy that uh, – do you remember the guy that – Ken create, Judge. Ken Judge, because he also did um, King of the Hill. Yes. I was a huge fan of King of the Hill. Never got into that one, I've got to say. It's more dry humour. Okay. Like, it's very dry, like, very different to, like, The Simpsons or Family Guy and stuff like that, you know. But, sure. Um, yeah, back in the nineties, those kind of cartoons were quite big, and it's kind yep. of it kind of led the way to some of like the other like South Park and you know yeah, Family yeah. Guy and stuff like that, you know. So sure, um, yeah. Um, there's another one sort of going on the music sort of side of things. Um, Metalocalypse, you know that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's um, yeah. probably the most metal cartoon oh, out there. Wow. I think. <laughs> I I defy anyone to find anything more metal than that, <laughs> than that one. <laughs> I think there's been numerous musicians over the years that's been like. Like uh, lend their voice to that. Like I know Metallica has done stuff with them, and uh, Amanda Marth and you know, yep. bands like that. You know, yeah, so absolutely, yeah, yeah, very cool, very cool. But we're not going to play any metal today. We're going to go the other way around and go to the roots of where metal came from and play a little bit of bluesy type stuff. Um, this one may be familiar to those uh, that grew up a little bit before our time, actually. Yeah. So for the community. 
Inspire Radio. Bit of Blues Brothers there. Um, that's I guess it was taken from the movie or something. Um, the original movie back in uh, I guess it was the late seventies when that came out initially. Mm. Um, you you must have seen that movie, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, but B- bunch of times. Um, Dan Aykroyd, uh, was it Jim Belushi? No, not Jim Belushi. Um, or was it was it Jim Belushi? I think so. Yeah, don't, um, don't quote us, guys. Yeah, I know, I know. We're just uh, you know trying to check our facts there, but uh, yeah, it was a classic. Uh, there was a scene that you keep bringing up with the whole uh, the chicken coop the thing chicken with coop the with them on the stage <laughs> <laughs> and people ditching bottles at them. <laughs> Man, I mean that's not a thing now, but it was back in the day though. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of comedians used to run into that kind of thing as well, you know, and just get you know um, heckled and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, stuff thrown be- at them. It's got to be rough starting out as a as a musician and as a comedian and all that stuff in the early days because you know you're so up to you're so vulnerable to all kinds of you know criticism and judgment and stuff like that you know but they plow through it and they eventually get through it you know hey they all had to start somewhere exactly um, so um, just sort of uh, giving people out there a bit of a background more on to what we do um, obviously uh, as mentioned before we, uh, we're, we're with the Rock Pit uh, media publication so we obviously report on a lot of music uh, based here in, in Perth um, but outside of music um, curious what, what do you uh, what do you enjoy uh, as far as hobbies interests and all that kind of stuff what do you like to do uh, look uh, I'm a Self-confessed NBA nut. <laughs> ah. Love the NBA. Um, it goes back to when I was uh, about 12 or so. Yeah. And, of course, the mighty Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, yeah. And that, that vintage, um, Magic Johnson. Larry Bird. Uh, Larry all those Bird, guys, yeah. John Stockton, all those John guys. John Stockton, man, I remember. Utah yep. Jazz. Utah, yeah. Utah. Yeah, he was with the Utah. He was him and Carl Malone. They were the yep. sort of duo. The mailman. The mailman, that's it, yeah. Yep. Uh, Utah Jazz are not Utah Jazz anymore, are they? Are they? No. Oh, God. They've changed so many teams since... Well, actually, I found out the other day, uh, the Seattle Supersonics don't exist anymore. Oh, what are they? Uh, They are now... What are they now? Oklahoma... Oklahoma City? something? Oklahoma City. Something oh, like okay. that. I know Russell Westbrook plays for them. But oh, anyway, right. That's from today's vintage. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I, I, look, I've I've kind of followed followed it from yeah, like I said, the Michael Jordan days right up to today and the current crop of players, and um, yeah, it's it's exciting and obviously, um, with the whole COVID thing, it's kind of been put on ice. But they're not really doing it at the moment. Well, it's slowly coming back. They're, back, they're actually playing in Florida at the moment. Okay, in a self-contained bubble, similar to what we're doing here with the AFL. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're actually getting to play games. Which what about is the bar? Awesome. Do you follow the basketball here as well, like the NBL? Uh, I can't say I do. Uh, <laughs> I probably should, <laughs> but uh, I just find the NBA a bit more fast paced. It's a bit. It's a different uh, ball game, it's you know. Obviously, di- uh, you yeah. ca- it's like comparing apples and oranges, really. Yeah. But I'm I honest. remember going to a lot of Wildcats games uh, when I was a kid, like at the old entertainment center before Absolutely. it closed. Um, great, such a great venue. But um, James Crawford, uh, Tiny, Tiny Pinder. Pinder. Uh, who um, else was Mike there? Ellis? Yeah, yeah, back yep. in the back in the, the back 90s. In the days. Yeah, um, after that, like the tail end of it, like when, um, uh, like the early, late nineties, early two thousands, is kind of when I sort of popped out of it. But you kind of just kept going with it, like you just keep following uh, a little the game. bit. Look, I, I can't say I watch every single game that's on. You know, I, I mean, I'd love to. Yeah, 
But um, look, I, I I do take a keen interest in it, and obviously, I love the shoes that go with it. Of course, I used to own a um, pair of Air, uh, Air Jordans. Very nice. Yeah, I had a couple of them over the years. Um, they were expensive though. They're, they're probably still. How much do they go around these days? Well, it's about the same. Not not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> still quite expensive, but but nice shoes nonetheless. Yeah. I'm I'm more into like the skater shoes, like Vans and stuff like that. That's kind of my thing. But uh, back in the day, it was the big tongues, you know those yep, things, you yep, know. So yep. that's, that's kind of come back again, isn't it? Well, I'm actually rocking a pair of uh, let's see, um, Air Force Air Force ones now. Air Force ones, right now. What is um, it? Yeah, with the big tongue on them. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm, look, I like them. Um, a little bit loud, but hey, that's, that's <laughs> part of my personality, I guess. <laughs> I've noticed shoes have gotten brighter over the years as well. Everyone's like into fluoro-coloured shoes. Fluoro that's the big and thing. bigger and brighter and yeah. Yeah, more, more aggressive looking. Yeah, like very bright. I remember when it was like a – it was a trend initially in Melbourne – Mm. And then over the years, it's sort of just filtered into Perth as it normally does. You know, like trends coming to Perth like a little bit late, you know, but after yep. everyone else. And I just remember seeing it in Melbourne initially and it was like, huh. And then all of a sudden it just, you know, popped into Perth. But yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm look outside of music, that's my, my main my main passion. So a big sports fan in general then? Uh, or? Yeah, uh, look, I like the Eagles. Uh, oh, Eagle supporter. Yeah, so now so we're going to start supporter. getting all these listeners going, oh, those, uh, you know. Those guys. <laughs> yeah, look, I am. Um, but, yeah, and I also fo- follow the NFL a little bit as well. Oh, okay. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Get into to that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, um, I enjoy w- watching a game here and there. Um, yeah. Do you go to many uh, AFL games at all? Or? Um, I've been to a couple. Yeah. been to a couple, um, and they're always exciting. Um, yeah, it's uh, obviously a little bit different now. Um, with everything that's going on in the world, yeah. Uh, so what are they doing now? Is it, it's it's still happening, but they're like it's just capacity limited or something. That's or? correct. Yeah, yeah. They've cut the capacity down. So are they using Optus Stadium at all? Or yeah, yeah, yes, they so are. Like yeah, a cause, ha- cause half. They, yeah, because they had the Derby the other week. Oh, okay. All right. So cool. that was um, yeah, Eagles and Dockers. Yep. And um, that would have yeah. been sold out. It was, it was. I mean, unfortunately, they had to cut back the capacity, so there was obviously some people that missed out. Yeah. Um, which obviously ticked some people off. <laughs> but that's ha- how it goes at the moment. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with all the drum that's happening in Melbourne at the moment, yeah. I mean, I guess they can't really do games over there at the moment, can they? Not even close. No. Not so where are they close. doing most of them? Just out in Queensland, uh, Queensland and WA? And and WA, yeah. uh, as far as I understand it. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that's going to evolve over time, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's um, it'll all depend on how well Melbourne goes, I suppose, you know. Mm. But um, until that's sorted out, um, we're just going to have to be just doing it this way for a while, you know. I think um, so. I mean, look, Queensland, uh, I think we'll be rubbing their hands together as well. Uh, they probably haven't seen this much football in, <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> yeah, true, true. But, um, yeah, so general sports fans just love yeah. into it, you know, got right into, into all this. Yeah. Well, yeah. why not, you know, take a bit of interest um, in the world in general. But what is it about sports, though? Like, I mean, I was a big sports fan when I was a kid, but um, I didn't necessarily enjoy the competitiveness of it. I just liked um, the physical activity of it, you know what I mean? So I always was kind of the person that enjoyed rather, you know, you know, doing it rather than watching it. But, like, there's a competitiveness that, that, that people enjoy as well. And they kind of, like, when you talk to people and they say, like, their favourite team, it's not the Eagles, for example, it's we, 
they refer to it as like you know us as in like it's sort of like a our tribe. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is very tribal. It's like a very human kind of thing. It's yep. it's interesting how people sort of you know they'll attach themselves to a thing and, and refer to it as we, not they. You know, well, yeah. I mean, you'd probably do the same thing. You know, when you talk oh look, um, I mean. Um, I also used to be in the state disabled swimming squad many, many years ago. Yeah. So that's a very um, one-on-one sport. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. When, when you say, um, and you talk about, say, basketball, for instance, there's a lot of, that's my favourite team or yeah. that's um, our team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same, of course, with football. There's I mean, some real fanatics out there and, yeah. you know, they'll attach themselves Till the day they drop. But it's not just here in Australia. It's everywhere. I, mm. I noticed it everywhere in the UK or US or Europe or whatever. It's like whatever sports they are into, it's it's always that kind of, you know, that it's a tribalism thing. It's interesting. It is. You know? it's, a, it's a coming together. <laughs> it is. Well, it's a community thing. It's, it unites everyone. Much like music does, you know, it connects people together. Well, sports yeah. does the same thing as well. Absolutely. You know? It's an, another, another outlet for people to, I guess, show their, their support, show their colours. Yeah, definitely. Why not? All right, cool. Well, let's take a little break. We'll play some new tunes. Uh, or I see classic tunes, I have to say. I'm not yeah. really playing any new tunes today. Well, maybe uh, when we come back uh, for our next show uh, next week, we'll uh, play some new tunes. But for now, let's uh, take things down a little notch and uh, play a bit of, uh, what would you consider this? The uh, This is a Tracy Chapman track, but is it like a, what would you consider it? What style, oh, you reckon? I'm going to go with Folky blues, folksy blues, maybe. All right, cool. Uh, it's a classic. Um, when you hear it, you'll know it. All right, cool. Let's uh, play a bit of Tracy Chapman. My name's Mark McGowan, and you are listening to Inspire Radio. A bit of Smashing Pumpkins there for you. Awesome. Um, now, what's this I hear about Billy Corgan? You just mentioned right before the end of that song. Ah, Billy Corgan doesn't like to be called Billy Corgan anymore. What's going on with that? He likes to be called William Patrick Corgan. William Patrick Corgan. Correct. He's done a lot of bizarre stuff over the years, including playing entire albums in, in, in like a concert, but with not the classic stuff like this, but like just the brand new albums, like all going to play the whole thing from start to finish. Yeah. And just really annoyed a lot of you know fans and stuff. So he's <laughs> well, no, no, fans no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a st- I'm still a big fan of him. I love oh, the um, sure. the last album they put out. I can't remember the name of it, but they put out an album last year or the year before. I think it was. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked it. It was really it was like vintage Smashing Pumpkins style. Excellent. Yeah, really good. So you know, sometimes bands do come back again, and they kind of remember why fans loved them, you know, in the first place. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving the anniversary tours that are going around. By the way, just quickly, <laughs> what, tours now. Like, oh, for sure. Like celebrating, you know, e- epic albums. Yeah. That, you know. Well, I guess with we're at a time now where bands from back in the '80s and '90s have been around for such a long time. Because the '90s is really not just from like a decade ago. It's now. 20 years since, like... 20 plus. 20 plus since, you know, the end of the 1990s, which is Mm. so bizarre, you know? know, It feels like yesterday for me. (laughs) Yeah, I know, it's weird, but... um uh, yeah, we're, we're obviously we're in a very interesting time, and we uh, one of the things that I like to do we we're, we're talking about like things that we like to do off outside of music and stuff is um, I'm a big fan of traveling, like seeing the world and seeing Australia Same. and things like that. Unfortunately, we can't really do that kind of thing at the moment because uh, of COVID. But um, you know, you've like yourself, for example, you've uh, you've travelled a little bit. You know, enjoy uh, traveling. Uh, the last place I believe you went to was Bali. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, I was lucky enough to go. My March this year. 
This year? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that was last year. No, no, no. Wow. So that, that was a very, that was the beginning of the very, whole thing. Very close. So were you seeing any of that stuff happening um, there? Or? Look, it, it was happening here at the time and I was getting, you know, kind of warnings from home. Yeah. But anyway, aside from all that, um, it hadn't really gripped um, Bali at that stage. Okay. But it, look, Bali itself for me was very interesting uh, side note: um, Bali is not built for people with disabilities. As a general, I can't statement. imagine. So no, no. no. Look, um, so you found it very difficult to get around and stuff. Uh, not difficult, challenging, shall we yeah. say? Yeah. Challenging. Uh, I'll give you a prime example. Brand new uh, shopping mall was um, next to, to our hotel in uh, Kuta. Uh, it was called the Bali Gardens, uh, where we stayed, and next door was what they call the Century Mall. And there was not one um, elevator in the whole place. Oh, wow. It was all escalators. So you couldn't really get in I there? I couldn't then. even get in there. Yeah. So um, that was kind of a bit of a drawback for me, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and generally speaking, on the streets, for anyone that's been to Bali, the curbs are quite high, uh, obviously for monsoonal purposes as well. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah it, it presented its challenges. On the other hand, I went to New Zealand and that was... That was fantastic. How long ago was that? Oh, God, 96. Oh, okay, so back in the 90s again? No, back in the 90s. <laughs> we've seen pull us back. Oh, pull man. us back. But, uh, no, look, had a fantastic time there for two weeks and uh, was lucky enough to go to Lanark Castle. Um, and that was in... So is this like Hobbit country, like Hobbit area, like oh, the whole sort of no, thing? No, this was in uh, Dunedin. Okay. And um, beautiful place. For anyone that's been there um, or not, I highly recommend it. Yeah. We were anyway. Long story short, running late for the tour, we missed part of the tour. So the tour guide actually said, "We'll give you a private tour of the place." So myself, uh, my brother, and my dad all got a private tour of a of a, a castle, basically. Yeah. Fantastic. And um, look for anyone out there. Highly recommend, uh, yeah, travelling as a whole. It, it broadens your horizons. I know that sounds cliched, but it really does. It really does, yeah. really does. Some um, of the you – know, it's it's like it's the best education, really, you can get, you know. Oh. It's to see different cultures and different, you know, how people live and how oh, everything sure. works and stuff, you know. I've never been to New Zealand, but I've always wanted to go. Um, it's very different to Australia. Like the 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 misconception seems to be that New Zealand is very similar to Australia, but it, it really isn't, is it? It's quite look, different. Look, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're very much similar. Oh, I mean, everyone worldwide is very similar. But, I mean, oh. like, there's a lot of differences, I think, that people don't probably see outside of, like, whatever you see on the, you know. Oh, correct. Uh, 100%, you know. But, I mean, the, the best best policy, I say, is to, to go and experience it. Exactly. Uh, get amongst it and, um, yeah, uh, go on to experience as much as you can and... Um, yeah, try and soak it up. Try and I soak it up. I guess is the message that I want to get across. Yeah, it's going to be a while before we get to do that again. But when it does come back, uh, what's on your top of the list that you want to check out? Well, I'd love to check out Europe. I haven't um, because my heritage is actually Dutch. Oh, okay. All um, right. So I actually have family in uh, in the Netherlands. Ah, Amsterdam that, area? Or uh, no, the, no. Ha- the Hague. What's that? Uh, that's that's another part of the uh 
the Netherlands. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so shout out to you guys. <laughs> if they're listening. <laughs> if you're listening. All the way from Netherlands. <laughs> yes, yes. So, no, I'd, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just experience some of the culture there and, um, yeah. yeah, soak it up, basically. Yeah, it's... It would um, be great. Yeah, you've got to get out there and see the world. I know so many people that are they've never even been out of Perth or I WA. Know. It's like that's crazy, you know. I it's know. unbelievable. You but, live uh, and you die here. Just nah, I got to get no. out there and uh, I've managed. To, I've been lucky enough to see a, a good chunk of Australia. Like I've been travelled all across South Australia, Same Victoria, here. Uh, ACT, uh, New South Wales, Queensland. Um, yeah, it's uh, very. It's more diverse than people realise. Like it's. I've been to the snow. In New South Wales and Victoria, mm. you know, and just and then you go to Queensland, it's like really hot and muggy, and you know, it's just it's crazy. Yep, it definitely is. But yeah. no, look, people get out there. Uh, like Andrew said, it's it's a difficult time for everyone, mm. but it will come back, and um, yeah, get amongst it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that was the thing that I uh, wanted to do when I hit forty. I wanted to travel, like I wanted to be. Uh, somewhere else on my birthday mm. it was going to be mm. a bit of a tradition and i started that with the u.s i went in, in new york on, on my 40th lucky you. and i want yeah so i always wanted to do something outside of perth you know for every year like last year i went camping down south and you know this year i wanted to go, well initially I was going to go back what to the uk or the u.s or something like that but obviously that you know wasn't going to happen but it's been um, put on hold yeah but it's just something about celebrating your birthday in a different country in a different city or whatever it's just uh, i don't know it's enticing have you ever done have you ever celebrated your birthday outside Sort of WA? Can't so have. Uh, I have um, celebrated it in other states, uh, i.e. South Australia. I was in South Australia for my 18th. Okay. Many, many moons ago. Yeah. <laughs> 98. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah, that was that was fantastic. Had a great time over there and got into the casino um, on my 18th birthday. There you go. And, um, yeah, had a fantastic time. But, no, I can't say internationally I've done that. Uh, yeah. It would definitely be something I want to do. It's different, um, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been lucky enough to see music, like gigs and stuff outside of Australia as well. So the way it's, – it's pretty similar, obviously, but there's obviously some differences, you know, like how, you know, the venues and stuff like that work. And ticket prices are way cheaper in other countries compared to Australia, you know. For uh, sure. It's, uh, I remember, uh, I didn't get to see him, but I remember there was, uh, I think it was Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie who was doing a show in New York. And awesome. I was going to go because it was the last day before we were going to travel home. And I went, ah, it's going to be a bit hard to sort of, you know, work it. But I think the tickets were like $30 or something. Wow. It was <laughs> like, oh, that's just crazy, you know. But you That's know, unheard of here, people. <laughs> it is unheard of, yeah. I mean, back in the day, it's um, it, it used to be like that, but not anymore, you know. Right. But, yeah. Right. Well, let's uh, play some more new tunes, and um, we're going to sort of stick with a bit of a 90s scene, because that's kind of where um, both of us grew up really in the 90s, like as a a teenager and stuff like that, so a lot of the the grunge era and all that kind of thing was kind of, um, it was really the soundtrack to our lives at the time, you know, and I think for a lot of people it kind of was, you know. It was, Uh, you know, I mean, Nirvana, I know we speak about it Kind of started the whole thing. Started the whole thing, but we we were kind of in the... uh, what would you say? <laughs> the epicenter of it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, just some fantastic music. So um, let's play a few tunes. Let's do it. This is Danny B for the community, Inspire Radio. That was the Presidents of the United States of America. Nothing to do with Trump, by the way. 
Um, Back in the 90s, again, they were pretty big. Then they broke up. Then they came back again, released a few more albums, and then sadly they broke up again. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's just sad how some bands just kind of, you know, come and go. And um, I I don't know, every album they ever put out, I loved. Absolutely loved it. It was such an upbeat kind of thing. It really kind of put you in a really good mood, you know? Absolutely. Good uh, housework music. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. It sort of gets you going a bit, you know? Um, Did you ever see them live? No, can't say I did, but I mean... um to go with the whole 90s theme, I guess. Um, I remember they were huge when I was in, like, first year high school. Everyone was buzzing about Lump and Peaches and yeah. June Buggy, I think. I, th- I think, because uh, that was the uh, the first album I think they put out. Um, yes, it was. I found that their later stuff was actually better. Oh. They, got just, they just got better and better and better. Can't um, say I really followed it after the first oh, one. I've got check to be out the latest stuff; it's unbelievably good, uh, and it still has the same kind of because they were quite a humorous band as well. They kind of mm. added a bit of comedy in there and sort of um, a play on words and a lot of that kind of stuff. And oh, you know, awesome, uh, like sort of like the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, <laughs> well, Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang. Do you remember them? I know the name. Yeah, were they a com- comedic type band? Yeah, absolutely. really. Absolutely. Yeah, fire, fire, water, burn people. <laughs> oh wow! No, I didn't. I mean, there's uh, there's Guar. They're like a very political type band. Uh, and there's also uh, Steel Panther, who are sort of like the take uh, an 80s glam thing and kind of, you know. Turn it on its head. Yeah, I've seen them a couple of times. They're really funny. Yeah, Hilarious. I, you guys actually, from the Rock Pit, sent me uh, to see the last tour. Um, really? With, um, yeah. When was that? That was, uh, let's see, maybe two years ago, maybe? Oh, okay. And it was at the Astor. Ah, yeah, yeah, right. Um, uh, I think it was called the Hollywood Strip Tour. I can't Something remember. Like yeah. Sun- Sunset Strip, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, it was really good fun. Um, nothing should really be taken too seriously with those No, guys. definitely not. No, definitely not. No, not at all. They were supposed to be here um, earlier this year, actually. I think in May, I believe. Oh, really? And then they got postponed, and then... It was postponed again because they, I think it was supposed to be October or November, and I don't think that's going to be happening either. So, yeah, um, because yeah. yeah, uh, Seven Dust are opening for them. That's right, it was. And yeah. it was an East Coast run. Unfortunately, Perth missed out. But, uh, yeah, it was Steel Panther and uh, Seven Dust. That would be... Interesting combination. Oh, I was, um, actually, when <laughs> I saw that, I thought, mm, okay, this is going to be an interesting, diverse crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is, isn't it? It's... Um, I, I like I like a diverse mix of music. I, I kind of like listen to a lot of different stuff. But what do you what would you say for any of your uh, friends listening or whatever um, mm. would be the most surprising thing that you would think people would be um, that you listen to that people might be surprised by the most? Um, I actually of late uh, maybe it's an age thing, but I've actually got into a little bit of opera. Oh, classical yeah, music. Classical. So going down the. Uh, route of uh, Chopin and uh, Beethoven. Um, the neighbours probably hate me for it, but that's okay. Well, uh, what's the other alternative, though? Well, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Knowing you, because you kind of like a lot of your heavier stuff. Heavier, and stuff. heavier underground stuff. But, yeah. yeah, for the mellower side of me, I listen to that. Um, I guess that would be kind of come as a bit of a shock to people that know me. But uh, how about yourself? What, what, are there any uh, little skeletons, shall we say, musically? Well, actually, the President of the United States of America, that band we just played just then, yep. um, I think that kind of surprises a lot of people because that, 
that their music is kind of um I mean it's very rock oriented, but it's almost pop rock in a way, a little bit. It you is. Know? It is. I almost fell off my chair when you said it, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't wait a minute, wasn't that your choice? You picked that song, well, not I me. Did. Oh, yeah, oh look, now what, throw, what he's throwing me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, you can't. There's no such thing as, in my opinion, uh, to be embarrassed or to be ashamed of no. any kind of band you listen to because no. you know you're you're you know it's, it's music is very subjective you it know is. and you know it's uh, I reckon the best way to approach it is to be very open minded and sort of you know diverse your your uh, musical tastes you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think the, one of the other surprising ones would be I, I talked about this uh, on the Rusty and Dusty show on Monday was Dire Straits. That was a yeah. band that um, yeah just got into as a kid, you know. When uh, absolutely uh, money for nothing and your chicks for free. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, surprisingly, there's some stuff in that song that probably wouldn't fly too well these days. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say it, but there was some stuff that Mark Knopfler kind of added in in the lyrics that I don't know. It was a little bit. It was interesting why he would use those particular words, you know. But mm. um, yeah, I suppose he was trying to spark a bit of uh, interest slash controversy. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Mark Knopfler ever came across to me as someone who liked the spotlight. He kind no. of it's kind of why he walked away from the band. Actually, yeah, he didn't like the band just got too big and stuff, you know. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's interesting how you know you, you talk to a lot of people and you find out you know. The musical journeys of where people would sort of take, you know, like you start off with one band and all of a sudden you leads to another, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's just something that we get to, to do when we are in a lot of the interviews that we do when we talk to a lot of the musicians and stuff about, you know, their musical background and uh, where it all comes from and stuff. And uh, you get some really fascinating stories, you know, from uh, all kinds of like, you know, from people that are like from Europe or UK or whatever. To the locals down in you know down the road or whatever, uh, everyone's story is completely different. You know, absolutely. That's what makes the world go round. I can't remember if you shared the story about how you got into music. What was the first band you ever got into? Oh, I think I did say it on Monday, people. Did you? Um, so forgive me, but uh, I think it was uh, Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, and I remember then now, yeah. my parents uh, sort of were listening to Hendrix. Um, the Doors, yeah, that, that, that kind, kind of, stuff. of stuff, and then that really piqued my interest. And then Dad put on "Whole Lot of Love" by Led Zeppelin at full pace, and then that was that, that was, was the, the end of it. I I fell in love with music right there and then. Yeah, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, it was yeah, the just piqued my interest, and yeah, kind of my parents were cool enough mm. and great enough to let me kind of explore what I wanted to explore and. Wherever it took me, um, they were quite happy to kind of just go along with it. Yeah. Did you, um, when you first got into like the heavier stuff and all that, was it surprising to some people like your parents and stuff like that? Not or? really. I mean, my parents grew up on Jimi Hendrix and The Doors and Led Zeppelin. So, I mean, really it was just a progression. Natural progression, like, yeah. Especially in our household. Yeah. Um, and then my grandparents, they were obviously... They got me into the classical side of things, mm. and they gave me an appreciation for that. Yeah. So, so really, I was I was pretty blessed. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I, I like classical music as well, actually, um, like Beethoven type stuff, and mm. uh, the, the very old, old like class because there's like this this contemporary and modern, and then there's like there's a really old stuff like you know Beethoven and uh, mm. Bach and and things like that. That the I guess you could say they were kind of the the rock 
gods at the time because they kind of were. You know, that, that was sort of like the you know it oh, was they were the forefathers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Like, where, where, what was music before that though? It, it's banging on some rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's where rock music come from. Correct. <laughs> All right, so let's um, just take a little break because we're almost at the uh, the end of the show. Um, it's just flown by already, actually, hasn't it? Has, it's just uh, we're at quarter past five, and uh, the weather is looking pretty good out there, actually. Not it too is. bad. Uh, hopefully, the weekend will be all right. Mm-hmm. Um, hoping that uh, we get a bit of sun, and um, I th- I think the temperature will still be roughly the same. I think it's that time of the year. Yep. But um, oh, sure. Cool. Let's take a little bit of a break, and then we'll um, we'll come back shortly, and uh, we'll find out what else we can find out about us too that. Listeners need to know. Absolutely. I work in human resources and I remember one day observing my manager who was supporting an employee who was having a mental health crisis. And my manager had such confidence to support this employee and get them to seek professional help. And when the employee was safe, we had a debrief and my manager said to me that she'd gained the skills to have that conversation through the mental health first aid training program. And that's when I decided that I too wanted to be a mental health first aider and I booked onto the next course. I am a mental health first aider. I am one. I am one. I am one. I am one. Be one too. For more information, contact Passionate Lives on 046 1416. Station sponsor of Inspire Radio. For the community, Inspire Radio. Community, Inspire Radio. I can't breathe. I have migraines, numbness, weight loss. I live with it every day. The illness that I'm suffering from is an anxiety disorder, and it deserves to be treated like any other illness. But it's not. For more information, visit passionatelives.com.au or call 046 1416. Proud sponsors of Inspire Radio. The pinnacle of grunge, I think, Nirvana, uh, with a song called Heart Shaped Box. Um, 93 came off, uh, that was released in, um, off the In Utero album. And uh, I think that's your favourite album from Nirvana? One of, yeah. It's yeah. more stripped back, a um, bit nastier, maybe not as nasty as Bleach. Um, but yeah, certainly up there. Um, well, they uh, the reason why they made that one more dirtier and heavier is because they weren't completely happy with how Nevermind had turned out. It correct. was too clean and polished, and that wasn't really what their their sound was. No, in no. Utero kind of went back to what they you know initially started with. So it would have been very interesting to see what that band would have done if they continued on. Oh, look, uh, the possibilities were endless. It was kind of a bit of a sad, sad. Well, sad story, really. It is, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's not what we're here about. No, well, actually, just on a more positive note, um, because we get to go to so many gigs and stuff like that all the time, um, we also have some random encounters with people. But outside of that, like just like music memorabilia, for example, is something that um, is very popular. Um, are you a bit of a collector yourself? I am. Or? I, am. I, I, I am fortunate enough to have a substantial collection of uh, guitar plectrums. Signed, non-signed? Oh, signed, non-signed. I've even got a kill switch engage one in my wallet <laughs> as we speak. But for uh, the, those playing along at home, I've got a um, signed 
Queens of the Stone Age album. Oh, nice. Which, uh, which uh, album? Uh, it was Rated R. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back some. And it's personally signed by Josh Holm yeah. uh, for my 25th birthday. Oh, so, nice. um, and I got a photo with them and yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know the backstory behind Queens of the Stone Age, uh, that band was a, a byproduct of a band called Caius. Um, because Caius were not really a mainstream sort of band, they were more underground sort of stoner rock. And then uh, it's just weird how Queens of the Stone Age came out of that and became this sort of behemoth type band, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Bigger than Ben Hur, as they say. Yeah, well, I mean, I uh, I saw them at the uh, Perth Arena, I guess it was a couple of years ago now, I think. Mm. Uh, did you go see them? Can't say I did. I did see them for a big day out many years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that was... Uh, I. Honestly, thought I was going to die in the mosh pit. <laughs> um, I do remember going in there. I thought I was exiting, but I was actually entering. And I remember people walking past going, this guy's crazy. He's going to get killed. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, well, I got lifted off the ground. Yeah. Quite literally, just by the force of the crowd. Crowd so, surfing and uh, all that stuff. I don't know about crowd surfing, but I was certainly in fear of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you mentioned about you know uh, collecting um, you know guitar picks and stuff like that. Yep. So did you catch a lot of them from at the shows you've been yeah, to? Yeah, and I've been fortunate enough to meet some of the people who actually played them and then gave them and to then you and gave stuff. them to yeah. me. Um, and then I've also got some signed posters at home. Cool. Um, I've got uh, Hell Yeah um, that I want to get. Uh, uh, Laminate, well, put up, um, mm. framed um, for those playing along at home. It's, um, well, Vinnie Paul from Pantera. Pantera, yeah. And the guys from Mudvayne, if anyone else knows them. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to go to a meet and greet and uh, met the late great man himself. Uh, so, yeah, um, like I said, very lucky, um, very fortunate. Got a fair old chunk of memorabilia tucked away. Mm. Unfortunately, like many people, it kind of, Sits in the closet. What's uh, what is your most prized possession? Then you reckon? Oh, I'd say my Dimebag Daryl statue. Statue. Yeah. How big is the statue? The knuckle bones. Oh uh, yeah, the little sort of bobblehead top. No, top, not no, bobblehead, but like that 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 kind of size. Pro- or? Yeah, the proper made up. Yeah. I don't know if they're ceramic. Um, I don't know. I got a slash one from Guns N' Roses. I got one of him, like from the the knuckle bone series or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, and that they're like hand numbered and limited, and yeah, and um, it was it's definitely a treasured item. Um, you know, there's a little. Uh, I don't know if it's there anymore, but this is years ago in uh, the Fremantle markets. There was a guy selling all these little miniature guitars, and he was hand making them. Oh wow! This same guy was apparently Pantera's guitar tech. Wow. He was like working with Dimebag Daryl and all those guys. Uh, so every time they came through Australia, they'd get him to run all their uh, guitar stuff and all that. Or help, you know, help out and stuff. Sure. So he made mini versions of all the guitars that they used. And uh, there was all kinds of guitars. All like Zach Wilde's signature, signature, signature guitar. Uh, Dimebag's, Slash, Joe Satriani's, you know. All you Van can Halen. Van, yeah, there was a Van Halen one there. Yeah, Kiss, um, Randy cool. Rhodes, all, you know, all that stuff, you know. So. Awesome. Um, that was a little, little factoid for the day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, music-wise, like, did you always focus on the guitar? Then was that your favorite instrument? Or I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, don't know what drew me to it. I don't personally play, but I love music for music's sake. Who's so. your favorite guitar player then? Oh God, 
That's like asking who your favourite child <laughs> is. I can I got like a top oh, five kind look, of thing. But I would say Zach Wild. Zach Wild, uh, Black Label Society uh, was Ozzy Osbourne's right hand man. That's I think he's correct. back with him now. I think he is. He I is. Think. Yeah. Um, I would go someone like Kirk Hammett, of course, from Kirk Metallica. Hammett, yeah. Okay, I'd go James um, Hetfield. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else. Obviously, someone like Steve Vai, who's a bit of a guitar virtuoso. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But then that's another league and another topic entirely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that'd be my top three. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, Hetfield from Metallica, uh, Slash from GNR. Um, there's, a guy, there's a guy named Jeff Waters from Annihilator. I absolutely love him. He's classically trained as well. Yes. Um and Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits got to add him in there as well, and probably Joe Satriani. I think they're they'd round out my top five, and I've been lucky enough to see all of them except for Mark Knopfler, sadly. Wow. Um. Yeah, got to meet Joe Satriani actually, and uh, had some stuff signed by him. Um. I interviewed him. He was telling this, this fantastic story that the first time he came to Australia, I think it was in '88, and he was opening for the Rolling Stones, and he said that uh, everything that could go wrong went wrong. His amplifier wasn't working properly, and this didn't work, and this didn't work, and it was. Just, he said it was a disaster, but he managed to get through it. But that was his first experience in Australia, and uh, wow. he's been back uh, numerous times ever since. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's almost a little bit of a resident. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was here just uh, a couple of years ago, I think. Um, yeah, going to see him again, definitely. About three years ago, I believe, and that was at the Astor for those playing along because I was yeah. there. Yeah. He tends to play that one quite um, quite often, actually, because mm. it's kind of suited for his style of music, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I cannot complain about the show. A Death um, Theatre? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was fa- phenomenal. Yeah, that's phenomenal. A, it's, a, it's a great venue. I love it. Um, what, I- what is your favourite music venue in Perth, then? Well, I mean, I saw Machine Head at... Astor yeah, Theatre again. Yeah. Uh, there seems to be a lot of gigs at Astor Theatre these days. Yes. Have you yeah, noticed yeah. that? Very much. I mean, look, as much as it gets lambasted, um, the amplifier. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, that's a good uh, venue. Uh, that's nostalgic more for me than anything, I yeah. would say. Sounds fantastic in there. One of the better sounding venues as well, oh, I reckon. Oh, for sure. That and probably uh, like the Rosemount Hotel. Rosemount. Um, Perth Concert Hall is really good as well. I'd Love say that. I've seen a show there, sadly. I saw Steve Vai play there. Did you? Funnily enough, yeah, yeah. He came out and he was wearing his big space suit with all these fluorescent lights and everything like that, like a, uh, a like a space guitarist or something like that. It was very cool. Awesome. Yeah, he came out with the triple triple deck, <laughs> uh, triple neck guitar, and just insane stuff, oh. you know. But what do you think of his music though? Because his music's kind of a little out there, a little eclectic. It is, but then again, it's got his own. Uh, flair on it, I guess. You yeah, know. his own signature his style. His own signature style, yeah. and nobody could ever take that away no. uh, from him. What, what he creates, like Joe Satriani. Well, I mean, Satriani taught him. Stuff. He was Satriani was his teacher. Correct. Uh, he taught a lot of guitar players, but it's amazing how he he taught Steve Vai, and Steve Vai is somewhere along the line just you know passed him by as no. far as technical skill, you know. So. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, um, yeah. So uh, let's. We're almost at the end of the of the show. It's twenty wow. minutes to six o'clock, and I've got to get. I've got to get out of here because I've got a gig to go to tonight at Amplifier Bar. Excellent. So well, we can't keep the man down. Yeah, no. So we'll we'll, we'll round it up with a couple more songs, and then uh, I don't know. We'll see how we go with time. We may come back, but uh, if we don't come back, it's been absolutely fantastic to be um, 
to be doing all this, you know, yeah, to uh, showcasing sure. some classic music and talking. I think majority of our conversation today has been music. It does. We're just music nuts. Yeah. Um, it probably bores a lot of people out there, but, you know. We're not we? sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll, we'll try and change it up next time. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, uh, the Drive Time Show. But, um, yeah, let's play a little um, Foo Fighters. Hi guys, it's Dr. Sammy here and I've got my dad, Professor Sammy, and we're really excited about a brand new segment called Ask Dr. Sammy. That's right, because we're joining the Inspire family team and keeping Rockingham, our local community, healthy as we tackle some of those questions that you guys have. So don't look online anymore or ask your family and friends and stress out about it. You've got a doctor here that's happy to answer all of those questions to keep you healthy. So all those embarrassing questions, what do you do? Ask Dr. Sammy. Any of the awkward things you're not really sure about? Ask Dr. Sammy. And some of those difficult questions? Ask Dr. Sammy. That's right. So we're now taking questions for this new segment starting in just a few weeks. So head over to the website, inspireradio.org.au and click the Dr. Sammy link. We look forward to answering your questions soon on the Ask Dr. Sammy show. That's right. For the community, Inspire Radio. Okay, we are back. Uh, we just wanted to say a quick goodbye until next week. Uh, we will be back on Monday uh, at the same time, 3 p.m. on the Drive Time Show. And uh, we're just trying to come up with a quick name as well before we go. Um, we, we were thrown the Sticks and Andy thing. So, I don't know. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think it's okay. That's what uh, Rusty and Dusty gave us. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we might run with it. Well, um, head to the Facebook page at Inspire Radio Online and uh, give us your thoughts on what we should be called. Andrew and Stephen... Uh, you know, it's a bit formal. It is, yeah. Just sticks and Andy's a little bit more, you know, kind fun. Of. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure to be showcasing some of this new music and chatting away all things, you know, life and music and all that stuff. Um, as I said, we'll be back on uh, three p.m. on Monday. Um, but just tune in for everything on Inspire Radio because there's a lot of cool stuff that's happening at the moment. So, um, um, yeah. Until next time. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs>